Hey, I'm Kelly Hausman. I'm a licensed therapist and a mom, and I'm trying to figure out this whole life thing right alongside you. I'm taking my unique approach to therapy, where we laugh a lot, we cry a lot, we talk about anything and everything, right from my couch to your car, or wherever you might be listening from. Hey, no appointment or copay is required. We're gonna have some experts in their fields giving us advice about how they got to where they are, the lessons they've learned along the way, and things that we can all add to our lives to make it more enriched. My goal is to help you to get advice, to be inspired, and get a much needed break from reality. So take a seat, your session is about to begin. Welcome to this week's episode of Kelly's Reality. I am so excited. I have a really special guest for you guys this week, Melissa Mercedes. She is the designer, hello, and CEO of Melissa Mercedes, and also a really big body positivity advocate, which we are going to dive into in a little bit. And Melissa and I have a very special connection because we actually went to grad school together at the same university, Long Island University. Gosh, when did we graduate? What year was that? 2011. Oh my gosh. That's I like, know. It's been 10 years. You know, yeah. it's crazy because it feels like yesterday, but then it also feels like another lifetime. So it does. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And um, so yeah, we share the same alma mater, and that's how her and I met. And so we have gone from the classroom and we both kind of gone on different paths. Now tell me a little bit about what you are doing now. And then we'll we'll go back and figure out how you went from school counselor <laughs> to what you're doing now. So uh, I started a company called Melissa Mercedes um, to basically empower women. Um, I am a fashion designer and I cater more to curvy plus size women um, and to make uh, clothing for them for the red carpet or just events in general. That's so cool. And so you live in LA now, right? I do. So you have flopped coasts. I, I know, I know. I. I'm such a diehard New Yorker, and I was like, I'll never leave. And when I came here, I was like, LA is just amazing. So I, I can't say anything bad about LA. It's been so good to me. So yeah, Flop Coast. I'm I'm West Coast now. So yeah. And tell me a little bit about your journey. Again, you and I both graduated uh, with degrees in counseling. You in school counseling. Me in mental health counseling. How did you go from mental health counselor? I know you were, I believe you were working with youth, right? Yeah. Specifically yes. in Freeport. Yeah. I read. Yeah. Uh, how did you go from that to now you're out in LA designing clothing for celebrities and red carpets and editorials? Uh, how in the heck did that happen? So um, it, it's crazy because I think when you get to a certain age, you can kind of connect the dots and just see kind of how everything led like you to, to a specific point in your life. Um, but fashion has always been something that I've been um, passionate about. It's something I've always loved. Um, my grandmother's a designer and I recently found out that her mother was a designer and her mother was a designer and her mother. So it goes back and I feel really honored to, to be the one that like carries, you know, the legacy. And also my name is, I was named after my grandmother. So I kind of feel like there's like, a, I'm paying a little bit of homage to her. Um, so that's, pretty amazing but I never I was in counseling and it started with first my students would always notice the way I I dressed and they would always say 
you know, have you ever thought about fashion? You know, would you ever do fashion? Uh -huh. And I always said, no, no, like, this is just something I, it's a hobby. It's something I like to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we were in the, um, the agency would get donations from different designers like Ralph Lauren, um, uh, Michael Kors, I believe they would send suits to, you know, these underprivileged youth. And my job was to basically help them um, w learn how to wear a suit, teach them how to dress properly, how to, you know, um, job readiness, how to, how to present yourself basically. So once I started doing that, I really fell in love with the process of showing, like I could see the transition from someone who was like insecure and the transition of how fashion could just make you feel so on top of the world. Yep. So that was like the beginning of it. And then, um, I, I had a tragedy happen. My mom actually passed away. Oh, no, I'm so um, sorry. She was in the in the um, World Trade Center <sighs> in the Twin Towers. So she was there, and um, she was luckily escaped the building. But then she developed cancer later on. Mm -hmm. so when she was in her final moments, we were talking, and I said to her, "You know, I really want to switch careers to fashion mm -hmm. because this was the time that I had been working. You know, uh, empowering people and just realizing that's what I really loved. I'm like." what do I love to do the most? And it's like, that's what I, that's what I look so forward to. So my mom said to me, and we had watched the Grammys while she was in the hospital. Um, she had said to me, like, go for it. And, you know, I had put all my time and energy into counseling and I thought that was going to be the career. So it was a little scary yeah. for me to jump ship. Um, and then when my mom passed, um, you know, I took some time to grief. It took me like three years to just be a person again, because that's such a traumatic you know, it, it's it's really um, a, a traumatic thing that happened. So um, I, after I, w I felt better and I, you know, was able to, to heal myself, I, you know, I said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, go for it. And I feel like once I made the decision and it's like all the books say, like the alchemist, once you decide, like, I'm going to do this, the universe, just everything aligns, everything yeah. opens up. So uh, after that, I, I left counseling with no plan, um, and slow, little by little, everything just kind of aligned. I feel like um, at that during that time, I, I began my walk with like spirituality and with God, mm -hmm. and I feel like God spoke to me and said to me like, move to LA, and so I did. And I feel like because I was obedient and I listened, like you know, everything just kind of like opened up for me, and and. I can't even say, like, I don't know. I don't know how I got here, except that I walked blindly with faith. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And it's interesting. I've had a couple other podcast recordings this week. Every single person has brought up their faith. And it's interesting how much that comes up. I had uh, just a former gang member talk about how one day he just found his faith. And it seems like that really guides a lot of people. And like you said, blind faith. And, and what I love about you is a lot of people, and I'm sure you see this in counseling, too. They come to us and they say, I would like to be this person or I want to do this or I want to do that. Uh, but a lot of people are afraid to take that step and do the work or, you know, they just can't find it in themselves to, to do it. So a lot of these dreams go unfulfilled. And I love that it was scary for you. Like you said, I had no idea what my next step was. I don't know what I was doing, but you did it anyway. And so that's incredible. I think once um, I got the confirmation you know, from, from my spiritual source that that was the right move. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't question. I knew that he would provide and carry me and, and, um, that he wouldn't find a way. And it would, if, 
And if and to and just to add to what you were saying about for people who if you don't go for it, like you don't want it bad enough. Like, yeah, there there are it's scary. It it is and and it's impossible, so it seems, until you until you're there and then you realize like, oh, yeah, it's not that impossible, you know? And I, I think about, you know, my grandmother who came from another country from Dominican Republic and had nothing. And how was she able to do it? So why wouldn't I who live in this country, speak the language, like, why wouldn't I be able to do it? Does not make yeah. sense? So I just feel like I, I, if I failed, then I'll, I'll get back up and it, it would be okay. Like I'm not going to win at everything, but at least I didn't, I don't want to seeing my mom, my mom pass. It was like, I don't want to live my life and not wonder like what could have happened if I would have, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is the time that we have. So I'm going to do something with it. I love that. And that's how I tried to actually, format my counseling sessions too with my clients. I always say, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but we are all going to die. And like you said, you don't want to look back on the end of your life, having all these regrets. And there's a quote that says you regret more of the things in your life that you didn't do than the stuff that you did. And I think part of that is just jumping in and being afraid and being nervous and not knowing what you're doing, but knowing that, like you said, worst that can happen. Okay. I fail. I get back up. I, I can get through this. So, yeah, okay. If it didn't work out, then I'll go back to counseling. Yep. And I, luckily I left on good terms. So, you know, they were, they were like, if you, if it doesn't work out, come back. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you got to take the risk. And I will say that um, I remember for fashion week, my very first first debut fashion week i had it in new york um you know because i'm from there and and i really wanted my grandmother to 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 be there for that moment Uh, when she sat front row you know she she was 87 front row (laughs) um but she um i was in my in fetal position in my bed the night before like terrified you know, what if people don't like my designs or what if they don't get it or what if they think I'm weird or what, you know? And I can tell you that the moment right after was the most joy and exhilarating feeling that I've ever felt in my life. So I say that to tell anyone who's listening, like, don't, you're going to be afraid. But like, once you, once you move past that, that's when, that's where it's the most amazing joy. Yeah. Yes. And I love that you brought that up too, because I think a lot of people are so afraid of what others might think of them or are my dreams too big? Or is this a crazy dream that it paralyzes them? And that's when people don't take the action. So what would you say to someone who has this big, bold dream, but is scared of maybe what the public or their parents might think of it? If you you make a plan that's correct, like you have to trust yourself too. Like I think, I think that is the the biggest thing that, trusting your intuition you know what i mean and like knowing too like is this the right move is this you know but trusting that intuition is everything and i feel like that's how i've gotten uh you know where i am now because of of my intuition and where you are now you have dressed many celebrities recently um and what I love too about your line is that you are really inclusive of everyone. You are such a huge advocate of body positivity and really loving yourself no matter what size you are. And I know for me, I see a lot of new moms, um, college students. So weight struggles and self-esteem, that comes up almost daily. And I'm wondering, especially with your background in mental health, um, how do you take some of that and, and help a woman feel beautiful, even if she doesn't maybe feel comfortable with the size she's at now? I think 
you know, providing um, fashionable clothing and a different option for women mm -hmm. is the best way that I can because how can women feel empowered in a society that just doesn't have options for them? And and the crazy thing is that it's it's more than half of women. It's 60, 67% of women that are that are plus size. And by plus size, that in like size 12 or 14, like that's not even yeah. really plus size, you know? So I'm, I'm just trying to provide something for women for them to know like, hey, this is here. You're not crazy because, you know, it, it also plays with your self-esteem when you go to the store and you just don't find something that fits. Like, you know how frustrating that is? Like, yeah. and you feel like something's wrong with you because they don't have your size yeah. and you don't fit the mold. And so, um, so I think just providing that and, you know, letting women know too, like, I don't do it as much anymore, but I used to always share mental health quotes or things that I thought women would just need to know or things that I wish someone would have told me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I tend to share it more on my story, but I just always want to push for, it's not about, it's it's about feeling good. You know what I mean? Whatever that means to, to everyone. So I think that should be the focus point and not so much about, you know, what the, the, the scale says. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah. And you provide really beautiful, gorgeous gowns and dresses. And I think for the longest time, plus size clothes were just frumpy and you know used as a cover up but now there's a lot of really fashionable you can feel beautiful and confident and like you said it don't really look at the size on the tag it's really do i feel sexy in this do i feel beautiful and you make some of the most sexy clothes and you know they're certainly not size two models like society tells us everyone should be they that's not like you said 67 percent are are plus size and it always blows my mind even when i'm scrolling on major uh clothing websites uh, that it's not, no one's represented. It's a, a very uh, small size model, which clearly doesn't represent most people. But um, how do you feel about kind of the fashion industry in general using um, very thin models now? And I know it affects a lot of people's self-esteem because they look at that and they say, well, I'm not a size zero. I had two babies. I, you know, I, I don't look like that. So what are your thoughts? I think the good thing is, is that we're in a good time right now where I'm seeing a lot of in, inclus um, inclusive people, brands trying to be inclusive and, um, you know, just in different areas. And I love that people are talking about it. And, and you know, there are, you know, I'm not the only plus size uh, designer. There are other designers that are catering to, you know, plus size women. So I think we're in a good place now where, you know, we're, we're, we're being more accepting. We're um, saying, you know, hey, and uh, people like, you know, there's just so many people that are advocating for being being plus and still being sexy and still being beautiful. And I think that's what I want people to to know that you can be I'm a size 16, 14, 16. You know, most of my models are 16. You know, um, I don't want to give away any sizes of my clients, but you would be surprised who you think, you know, is smaller or that are that, that may be a model or, you know, in the industry that you think, oh, my God, you know, and they're they're our same size. So. You know, it's not, it's not, um, it's not something that you should be ashamed of and it's okay to also be sexy. Yeah. 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 And sexy at any size. And yeah. I always say too, like, sometimes it's hard for women to go out there and love their body. Maybe they don't love it, but I think at least appreciating your body and telling yourself, okay, this is a human body. A human body has stretch marks and saggy skin and rolls like that is a human yeah. body. So. Yeah. I think too, um, for me, uh, gratitude was big. Um, 
you know, my body is not everyone else's, it's mine. And, you know, this body got me here. And you know what I mean? It carries me every day. And okay, well, I have, I have, I may have extra fat, but hey, it's still, it's still killing it out here. You know, I'm still, still, you know, walking and, and it's, it's, it's healthy. And it loves me because it's taking care of me. So I think saying that to myself every day and, and also to working out. When I work out, I, I used to like dread it and I would be like, oh, to work out. Now I'm like, I get to work out. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of working out. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing it as something that I'm doing for myself mm-hmm. um, and that I'm, you know, giving back to my body. So loving my body back, you know, uh-huh. so that. Yeah. And I love how you said the gratitude. That's that's so important too. And and just working on feeling healthy and confident too. And a lot of times that is, gosh, I push exercise all the time for mental health. And the link between, gosh, mental health and confidence and exercise, it's huge. So it's it's actually everything. Um, and I remember I just want to say, like, I had, you know, a situation when when I was in grad school where I was working 40 hours plus. And I was a bilingual counselor who, you know, where it's like impossible to find the bilingual counselor. So we had double the caseload. So double the caseload of clients. I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't drinking water. I was around negative people. Like all these things just led me to like have a mental exhaustion. And I had to learn that you cannot, you cannot not work out, even if walk like even if it's like there are certain things like I feel like no one teaches you like the basic rules of how to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and no one gives you a manual like all right well with this machine with this complex machine comes these rules like no one really does that so I think it's important for people to know like you have to drink water you have to work out like it it, I see it as like my body is like a machine You have to oil it. You know, that's water. You have to tune it up. You know, you have to do these things to keep it in good condition. So for sure. (laughs) And then on the fashion sense, what are some tips for maybe a woman just starting out, um, hates everything in her closet? What are a few basic pieces that you recommend um, to just start a wardrobe to help with confidence? And are there any particular tips too for someone who, again, might not be their ideal size? I know I have some clients who are almost afraid to buy a bigger size. So they're wearing stuff that's too tight and too small because uh, they don't want to see the, the label. Um, what advice would you have for someone starting out with maybe a new wardrobe? I think, um, and I, I tell this to all my friends, like having a, a basic, like there are certain pieces in your closet that you just have to have, mm-hmm. you know, because you just don't know, like you need a classic black suit. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that can be worn, you know, on a job interview, a funeral, mm-hmm. a good coat. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice pair of high heels, um, black and nude, like just a, a nice white button down. Like these are essentials that you can, you know, wear anywhere and they're just staples, basic pieces that you always need. Mm-hmm. And a bodysuit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Because we different directions today. Body suit, I, I did a line of bodysuits, but just because it's like a everyday, like you could throw it on with jeans, with a skirt, with, a, you know, a suit. Like it's just a good you know, every day underneath, you know, a basic piece that you just always need. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then for women who are afraid, again, to 
to go shopping for bigger clothes or, okay, um, you know, I might lose the weight. So I'm just going to, do you recommend that people just go ahead and buy the bigger clothes so they're more comfortable or what do you, what do you think about that? I think if you, cause I think sometimes us women, we psych ourselves out. Like, no, no, no I'm going to lose the weight. And I no, 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 I'm going to lose the weight. And then I, um, I did have this like trick where on new year's I would turn around like all of my, my hangers one way. And only what I wore, I would turn the other way. And that's a good way for you to see, like, as the year goes on, like, what you didn't even touch or use or, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to make room. Um, but, yeah, I, I I try to, like, yeah, I try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, it's just all about being confident. And it's so hard, again. We, we judge ourselves so harshly about the number on the scale, the number on our clothes, how we look in pictures. And I think just wearing clothes that make you feel confident, even if it's a bigger size, you know, okay. But yeah, going, find your go-tos. If you feel sexy in like a pencil skirt, rock the pencil skirt. If it's a bodysuit, okay. If it's sweatpants, you know, go for it. Whatever is that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Sexy. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then again, there's so many really cute options too that, that you have in your line and many other designers. So you are not limited and um, you're so much more than, again, a number, a number on a scale or a number on a label. Right. And, and, so and, as- and I think it's important too to stress, like, you know, I'm not promoting. And I think too, people have commented like, you know, you're promoting um, obesity. And I think it's important to, to just reiterate that I'm not promoting obesity, but I am you know, catering to a, 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 a demographic of women who really are in need of clothing and not to judge them no matter why. Yeah. You know, it could be health. It could be a number of reasons why they're overweight and not to live their choices because they are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that radical acceptance and everyone's worthy just by being a human. You know, right. you're good enough how you are right now. Yes, right. we're all works in progress. We want to improve, but you are not going to be any more or less worthy if you gain or lose weight. You are worthy as you are right now. You are beautiful as you are right now and trying to, to remember that. Exactly. Now, yeah. as a counselor, what are some of the best mental health tips that you live by to keep your own mental health in check? So I wake up at five every single day. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I wake up at five every day and I have an hour to myself without my children, without anybody calling without and I think having that time to myself I meditate I just pray I I just kind of like scan my body what am I feeling what's you know what's on my mind what you know um and having that time to myself then I I go for a a three mile walk every day and I just that's how I start my day I think being outside and getting some air seeing the you know you know the weather seeing you know animals outside like in a good space yeah. um, to be able to tackle t- tackle my day. Um, and again, drinking water is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize like how important, but you need to really drink water to keep, just keep a mental, a clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I always, when we're talking about goals and resolutions with my clients, usually the first thing I say is start with drinking an extra glass of water. Yeah. Like it's something so simple, but you're right. It really affects mental clarity, energy, right. helps your body too. Yeah. So yeah, it's simple stuff like that. Baby steps. It can be yeah. a baby step of drinking more water or eating maybe one fruit a day or one yeah. vegetable, like starting kind of where you are. So and yeah. another, and then one more thing too is journaling. Ah, uh-huh. 
I feel like journaling is everything. Cause you know, you, you, you have these things that come up and you just get to like that. And I think once you get it out and you, you know, you just feel better. So I think journaling is very important as well. Yeah. A lot of people that I talk to as well, it's extremely therapeutic. Um, Sure. Yeah, I think there's two camps. People think there's no middle ground with journaling. People either love it or they hate it. But those that love it, it's been such a lifesaver for dark moments, happy moments, remembering how far you've come. It's it's a really great tool. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really good tool to keep your mental health, um, you know, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. And final question, what is the best mantra or life advice that you've heard that you try to live your life by each day? Oh my gosh. I have so many. Um, I have so many. There are two that I can think of right now, but the first one um, I'll say is the just a quote that I heard from um, Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's just an amazing quote. And I remember what, the first time I heard it, it was like on like Super Soul Sunday mm-hmm. um, on channel. And when I heard it, it literally shocked me, stopped me in my core. It, it, it just spoke to me. But it was like, you know, basically the point of it is like, you can't worry about what everyone else is doing. Like, you have to worry about yourself. And people are going to people are gonna say things, but like, you're going to, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. well, the man in the arena and um, my daughter was um, in school studying Shakespeare and she came home and she said, to thine own self be true. Mm. And it's so simple, but like when I heard it, it was another quote that it was like, oh my God, like if you're not true to who you are as a person deep down, like you're gonna have a very hard time. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to honor what your soul tells you. Mm -hmm. I think those are two really important things that I would, you know, I would pass on to anybody. Yeah, I like those. (laughs) Very great, great ways to live life and to, to look at the world too. Thank you. So Melissa, if people want to hear more about you, see your fashion line, where can they find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm Melissa Mercedes official. And you can, or go to my website at www.melissa-mercedes.com. And what's next? What's your next launch going to be? Can you give us any inside info? What's going on? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, because the, the pandemic did kind of like really slow everything down. There aren't really events. There's no fashion shows. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on another line. Um, so I'm working, I'm working. Nice. <laughs> I'm not sure of the, of the date release yet, but, okay. but I'm always working. So. Yes. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. And I can't wait to, to watch you in your career. And it's been really interesting, again, going from, gosh, Long Island LIU. <laughs> you know, repping LIU. And it's just funny how life takes you on paths. And you'd said something earlier too. Like sometimes you just, I think when you're open to receiving things, you yeah. go down different paths. I never really would have thought that I'd be doing media and podcasting in addition to counseling. And I'm sure, you know, the fashion design thing, if you would have asked yourself, both of us this in grad school, we'd be like, no, I, I can't see myself I doing know. that. But I'm here we are. And I think, yeah that's really what it is just being open. And I think too, people, places and things are placed in your life when they're supposed to. Yeah. And it's really, you just have to be open and willing to do the work. You can't just, okay, I'm ready. You have to be willing to put in the time and effort because I mean, I even think people probably see you and 
okay, I want to be a fashion designer, but they don't see the blood, the sweat, the tears that went into it. So yeah, no, definitely. I think people somehow think that I just magically got here and it's like, no, the journey was grueling, but, but it was like worth it because it meant it was true to my soul, Mm -hmm. something to me. So that's why it was rewarding for me, but but yeah, it's been amazing to be able to connect with you again. And it's just, it's beautiful. So, so thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you. And maybe we'll have a reunion in New York at some time. Yes, so yes. That would be once this pandemic is I know, once it's safe again. Um, so thank you so much for your time and joining thank me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me on this latest episode of Kelly's Reality. If you can't wait until our next session, you can find more information, articles, and advice on my blog at kellysreality.com. I'm also located on social media at the same handles. Now get off my couch, go home, and I'll see you at the next appointment.